wins them or he quits because they're unfair. Mm-hmm. Kelly is not participating. She's having some pizza. <laughs> the wedding planning has not stopped between Andy and Angela. Angela says, hey, she asks very nicely, by the way, if the first dance can be to Little Drummer Boy, her favorite song. Andy's like, yeah, he's already booked his acapella group. Oh, yeah. It's even better than can their last song be to Little Drummer Boy. His acapella group is going to sing it for you. Yeah, here comes Trouble, class of 96. And he's like, sweetheart, you're going to love these guys. Carl 1, Carl 2, Broccoli Rob, Spare Rib, Doobie, Lunchbox, Boner Champ, that's me. Puby Lewis and the News, Hopscotch, Jingle Jangle, and Sandwich. Yeah. And they're collectively going to be his best man. Yeah. Guess who's paging Dwight? Oh, yeah. Now, if I remember correctly, Angela... NBC built a website for Andy and Angela's wedding. Do you remember that? It's not live anymore, but do you remember that? I do, and I asked Joya about it. She sent me the homepage photo of Angela and Andy's wedding website, complete with their wedding gift registry and the audition video that Andy put together of Here Comes Trouble to be their wedding band. Wow. I have all of it. I'll put it in no. stories. I have all of it. And I want to read to you, though, the items on the registry. Please. So Joya said the joke was that Andy would list something and then Angela would list something in stark opposition to what Andy had listed. Okay. So see if you can guess who put what on the registry. The singing machine ISM 370 karaoke with iPod dock. Noise canceling headphones. <laughs> Twilight thick non See-through shower curtain, deadbolt bathroom door lock, modesty changing screen, his and hers kitty cat PJs, kids small and men size large, kitty cat chaise lounge, three Cornell big red ultimate outdoor rugs, Marie Osmond inspiration bench, decorative wall hat, and Getty's calendar. Wow. <laughs> That's what was on their registry on the NBC.com wedding site. It's time. It's time. Jim and Pam, they're going to meet up at the rest stop in the pouring rain. We have a lot to share about it. Jenna, you were there. I was not. I have some fantastic DVD commentary stuff to share with you from our crew, but you should take it away. Well, this is the proposal scene. Yes. Jim gets down on one knee and he proposes to Pam. She's totally shocked. They're at a gas station. You know, he was supposed to wait till she got back from art school, but he says he couldn't wait. She's completely thrown. Yeah. You can really tell she had no idea. In fact, the beginning of the scene, she's like, hey, this is not halfway. I drove further. <laughs> like she's, her head is so not in that place. Yeah. But she says yes, and they kiss. So first of all, I just want you guys to know that Greg spoke with us about this. He said that he really wanted Jim's proposal to Pam to be in the season premiere. He thought, number one, that would be unexpected. You usually end seasons with proposals. Right. So he thought this would be a real shock. And it was. Jenna, I even remember at the table read, you know, we had so much going on with this weight loss story mm -hmm. and Pam at art school. I didn't see it coming. No. And we'd been teasing it all last season. He said he also wanted to throw people off by having it in a very ordinary location. So he wanted to feel special, 
but he also wanted it to feel like Jim made the decision without a whole lot of planning. Mm -hmm. So Greg thought that the ideal location for this scene would be a gas station Mm -hmm. along the freeway between Scranton and New York in the rain. And they based the rest stop on one that Greg Daniels had traveled to as a kid along the Merritt Parkway. We did not actually fly to this location. This is the insane part. They built this in the parking lot of a Best Buy that I have been to many times, actually. (laughs) What they did was they used Google Street View to capture images of a real gas station along the Merritt Parkway. And then using those images, they built it to match in this parking lot. It took them about nine days to build it. To create the illusion of highway traffic, they built a four-lane circular racetrack around the gas station set. They set up cameras on the other side of this raceway, and they had cars drive around it at 55 miles an hour. Then they added rain pouring down on us, these giant rain machines. Our production manager, Randy Cordray, said they had about 35 precision drivers. They were driving not just cars, but like Mm semi-trucks. When we were standing there on that set, you could feel the wind, like, of these cars speeding past you. It was so, so bonkers. But after we shot the scene, they had to hire a special effects company to paint out the background, because the background were these California mountains. Mm -hmm. And so they had to paint out the mountains and put in some trees, like East Coast-looking trees. In the end, this was the single most expensive scene ever shot during the entire run of the show. It lasts 52 seconds, and it costs $250,000. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Yeah. So a quarter of a million dollars for less than one minute of screen time. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, they talked in depth, our crew, about this moment in the DVD commentary. Several, obviously, very similar things as what you just shared. So after months and months of scouting and meetings, it was our location manager, Kyle Alexander, who found this enormous paved parking lot. I guess it was off Los Feliz Boulevard. Yep. Acres and acres of paved ground, which is what they needed if they were going to build a racetrack, basically, right? Yeah. So these cars could loop around. Now, according to Randy Cordray, the reason why it was such a massive, massive, massive parking lot is because it was a paved over toxic waste site. What? (laughs) Yes. Apparently, years and years and years ago... There was an old, like, ceramics plant or something that had buried lead paint waste into the ground, so they had to seal it and cover it. So, Angela, I just want to make sure that we acknowledge that the information you've just given us Mm -hmm. means that Jim and Pam, Uh our beloved jam, Uh got engaged Uh at a former toxic waste dump. Fluorescent jam. (laughs) I mean... Yikesy. <laughs> well, this is what they shared in the DVD commentary. It was a long time ago. They sealed it up. It's a giant parking lot. Apparently, there's a Best Buy there now. Michael Gallenberg shares on the DVD commentary one of his favorite things that he built of this whole set was the drinks behind the glass doors. It's, in fact, one humongous giant photo. 
It was an inkjet print on foam core paper. Hmm. It looks amazing. And there's a great shot at 38 minutes, 32 seconds, right behind Jim and Pam. I would have never known that those drinks were a photo. Yeah. It was an incredible set. Yeah. Really just kudos to our set design team and our construction guys. They just crushed it. It was incredible. The one other debate about this scene, which I'm sure you know, was whether to have sound or no sound. This was a huge, huge debate. Greg could not make up his mind. They had two versions ready to go, one with sound during the proposal and one without. And literally, I mean, Jake shared on the DVD commentary, Jake oust, that up until the day of airing, it was the air date, Greg was still trying to decide. It's so funny because I vaguely remember that. But we spoke dialogue every time. Yeah. So the debate was just simply whether Jim and Pam were still wearing their microphones and you could hear our dialogue or Jim and Pam weren't wearing their microphones and you couldn't. So we said dialogue every time. It wasn't like there were two different scenes that were written with or without dialogue. It was just whether or not you could hear it. Yeah. I don't think John and I knew about this big debate because we were just saying our lines every time. Yeah. I liked being able to hear it. I think it was important that you heard it. Yeah. I have a few more things to share that hopefully won't shatter your memories of this moment. Like you said, the trees were digitally put back in, right? They are East Coast trees. They were put in digitally by Stargate. And here was the other thing that was a big, big question mark about how they do this was the rain. How do they do the rain? And they really considered doing it digitally, adding it in post-production, but Paul Feig was very, very against it. He wanted the rain to feel as real as possible. And we could feel the rain. I mean, there were, you know, it was, I don't know if it was just the wind from the cars. I don't remember there being wind machines, but I do remember the rain hitting us. And I mean, even though it was a former toxic waste dump, and even though (laughs) it was a... Best Buy parking lot. Yeah, just like it was actually to be there really romantic you know, it was funny. The gas station, it was just a front. If you yeah. went in, it was a like a fakey fake. You go through the door and then you're just like looking at trees. It didn't have a back or anything. Yeah. But it felt magical. It did. And it was so much fun to shoot that scene. I mean, I feel like we got it on the first take and maybe we did a few. But my memory is that we weren't there long, that we got it pretty early. And it was a cool moment. It's a really magical moment. Well, when the gang is ready to weigh in again, Jim is late, and then he shows up soaking wet. And so happy. So happy. I was a little sad that they didn't get to spend the whole evening together after getting engaged. I guess Pam just had to drive back to school. I know. But Jim is so happy. Holly decides that this yoga guy is never going to call her. And Michael says, you know what? I'll buy the Counting Crows tickets from you. And she's like, really? Everybody thinks this is like going to lead to Michael offering to go with her. I thought they were going to have a date. No. Michael rips up the tickets. Like gallantly. Like he's saving the day. Mm -hmm. And she's confused. We got some mail from Emily G. Okay. Here's what she said. Having worked at several concert venues, I wanted to let you know that if you lose or damage your concert tickets, you can go to a venue's box office with your photo ID and someone will reprint them for you. Oh. She said, I hope Holly knew that was an option. 
Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. It didn't seem like Holly knew. No. I didn't know. Well, now we all know. Now we all know. Thank Thank you, Emily. Yeah. In the end, Dunder Mifflin did not win the weight loss competition. Stanley lost seven pounds. Yeah. He says he's going to take off five days anyway. Yeah. And now it's week eight. Toby is on his fifth week in a hospital room in Costa Rica. Oh, poor Toby, guys. Remember, Toby had his weird moment with Pam, so he moved to Costa Rica. And on like his first day, or day, was it like day Day three? three. Day three, he went ziplining. And he broke his neck. Yeah. He hasn't even been to the beach. Did you notice what was playing on the TV in the hospital room? Yes, I did. It is the Hug It Out Bitch episode of Entourage. That is the episode of Entourage that Michael quotes in the coup. Well, I have a little location breakdown for you about Toby's hospital room. Give it to me. It was also filmed at USC. Oh! Yeah, while they were there filming Pam's art school, they used the USC television stage building, and USC asked if eight of their film students could intern and help that day. They had interns in all of the different departments, and our crew said they did a phenomenal job. That is so cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Before we go, I just want to give a shout out to whoever the guy is in the bed next to Toby. He was a background performer. Angela, I tried so hard to figure out who this is because he is so funny. He just (laughs) stares into the camera the whole time Toby is talking. It is so good. I watched it three times. I was like, how is this guy doing such a great job? With no words, I was so impressed. We couldn't figure out who he was. We reached out to several people. Yes, and I checked everywhere you can check. He is uncredited in the episode. Phenomenal job. Way to crush it. That was weight loss part two. There's so many folks to thank for helping us get this episode out to you. First of all, our crew that participated in the DVD commentary, Randy Cordray, Michael Gallenberg, Brian Whittle, Nick Carbone, Ben Patrick, Alicia Raycraft, Kelly Cantley, and Jake Oust. Amazing. Best commentary. Really such a good listen if you love behind-the-scenes information. And James O'Carey for letting us bug you with questions. Yeah, we did. We did bug him. We did. Enjoy a Balfour. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to share all of that NBC.com website (laughs) stuff about Angela and Andy. And then Greg Daniels. Yes. Thank you. And also Paul Feig for that audio clip. I promise not to bother you too much, Paul Feig. Well, we probably will. (laughs) I know. Why am I making that promise? But we appreciate our cast and crew so much. We hope you enjoyed this one. And we are kicking off Season 5. We'll be back for more next week. We sure will. Thank you for listening to Office Ladies. Office Ladies is produced by Earwolf, Jenna Fisher, and Angela Kinsey. Our show is executive produced by Cody Fisher. Our producer is Cassie Jerkins. Our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. And our associate producer is Ainsley Bubico. Our theme song is Rubber Tree by Creed Bratton. For ad-free versions of Office Ladies, go to stitcherpremium.com. For a free one-month trial of Stitcher Premium, use code OFFICE. OFFICE.